Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. And we are live, folks. It's Tuesday, December 7th. It is once again time for another episode of Tamas island i am your co-host as always ross w berman the fourth coming back from a little bit of cold a little bit of flu but i've got enough got enough daytime cold medicine in my body that i'm practically on benzedrine so i'm i'm your local speed freak for the day and i'm ready to ready to talk some wrestling with uh some some fine folks from the island please everyone welcome back to the show scott scott how are you doing this fine tuesday I am doing fantastic. I am ready to chop it up and talk about what's been happening and what's coming up. Absolutely. And we got a lot to talk about. So I I will move right along to our second guest. Gary. Gary is back after a bit of a hiatus. How you been, buddy? I've been great. Just ready to talk some wrestling myself, honestly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. And we of course as always, we have the one, the only Tama Tonga. Tama, how are you doing? You had a bit of a rough go in World Tag League, but uh, the, the new hairstyle's good. Like, I can't, can't, <laughs> you got one good thing yeah. coming out of Tag you League. Know, I know, right? You know, that's, if there's one thing I can take out of this Tag League, is I got a new hairdo, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Ross, I'm not, I'm not used to, you know, uh, used to you not being on Twitter, man. Usually I come on to see my, uh, my updates, man, mm-hmm. but uh, you've been, uh, down and out, and I—I I don't think I've ever seen you take a hiatus from from social media in my all of time knowing you. That was two years now. That yep, no, that's how that is how out down for the count I was with this bug from hell. Uh, Sunday <laughs> into Monday, I was just asleep. I literally I I fell asleep after happy hour Sunday morning with the Thomas Island subscribers, and I just stayed asleep until like Monday night. And then uh, Monday, I finally got the right like combination of cold and flu meds that I'm I'm functioning again. And so now I'm I'm on the mend and I'm I'm feeling a bit better. But who boy, I was I was ready to get on legal Zoom and update my will uh, somewhere <laughs> in Sunday night, and I was just just burning up. My dog loved it. I was a heated blanket for him, but it was a uh, whew. So we, it was we a rough wore, weekend. We wore you out on the podcast, huh? <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> the, uh, the happy hour. We had so much to talk about on happy yes. hour. Yeah, just it depleted all of my tweets. I'm just I'm just <laughs> making excuses right now. I had nothing left to talk about. Um, no, but there yeah. I I have been I have I have recovered. I have caught up. So I'm ready. I may not have tweeted about it, but I'm ready to talk about everything that went down over the past uh, past weekend. Uh, let's let's start, of course, uh, with with World Tag League best of Super Juniors because it is we do we have to get this. I know I want to get this out of the way so the rest of the episode can be fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that way we can be a little jovial. But uh, y'all uh, had a, a bit of a rough patch, and I believe it was uh, Tuesday Tuesday morning. Yeah, Tuesday morning, and uh, it's now looking like uh, Gorillas of Destiny are officially eliminated from this ah, year's. Mm. Tag League, Tama, how how are you and, and T kind of dealing with? You went from winning it last year to now. Now it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. It's a tale of two tag leagues. Uh yeah, yeah. I, I well, let's start off with it sucked, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. to to lose to to a team um, like Sonata and and um, Naito, I I'm not too. Uh, I mean, they're they're. They're a strong team, man. I think they're strong uh, individuals put together, and I, I think they're going to be a real power couple here going moving forward in the tag league game. Um, but 
ah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of felt um, we were trying to pull through. I, I At the very beginning here, wrestling all these older gentlemen, mm-hmm. these older tag teams, uh, I thought would, would have been a nice warm-up for us. You know, to get things rolling, and then um, and then pull through against these stronger teams coming towards the end here. And uh, nah, yeah. nah, that didn't happen so much to the game plan. I, I thought we were gonna, you know, be pulling through. Um, but uh, to be be out now, I shit. Now nah, I'm ready to go home now. Shit. <laughs> yeah. If I, mean, I got, I'm at, I'm I, I want to go home. That's it. That's it. it. Now that I know that I'm out. I don't. I don't blame you, man. You got you got the holidays coming up. It doesn't sound like you have too much to do on the fifteenth. Let's get let's get you home. Let's get you to see that family of yours, uh, Scott. Yeah. What you've been you've been kind of keeping up with with everything. What have you been thinking? Yeah. Not just World Tag League, best of Super Juniors in general. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, well, been I'm, been a competitive year. It's been very competitive. Yeah, I mean, there's no clear winners on either side. But to Thomas' point too, you when once God's out of it, I'm kind of like. You know, I'll, I'll still watch it, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was watching it for those guys. Hey, you ain't got to kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job, Scott. That's my job. Got to make sure I get invited back again, you know. Um, but yeah, so you still got, I mean, you still got what you've uh, you got Naito and Sonata up there at the top. You got Goto and Yoshihashi up top. and then. Um, even the uh, United Empire is up mm-hmm. there, and you got, I know you guys still got a match with them coming up. So, and uh, of course, yeah. you know Saber and Tai Chi. So you still got at least what, like four teams uh, up there at the mm-hmm. top in the mm-hmm. running. So mm-hmm. it's really anybody's game at this point. Absolutely, and and Scott does bring up a good point. I it you guys being eliminated because you're last year's winner. It just it makes. It really makes this anyone's game. I mean, Dangerous Techers making a very uh-huh. good run for it. Naito and Sonata making a damn good run for it. Evil and Yujiro Takahashi are, are also still in the running. Like, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of newer teams that are kind of taking the forefront in this year's tag league, and I think that's uh, I think that's pretty pretty damn pretty damn special. Same thing's happening in Best of Super Juniors, where the it's the top spots that are the most crowded right now, with everything else kind of falling. Uh, uh, into that into the fours and, and twos and so it it does seem that while guys like show are on top in super juniors while folks like techers and uh naito and Sonata are ahead in tag league there's still there's still some time for those number two spots to take it uh let, what, what, have you, what have you been thinking gary throughout this this best of super juniors tag league uh uh run i mean it's 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 for some bullet club teams it's been very good for some bullet club teams it hasn't been quite uh what it was expected but what have you kind of been thinking of it uh i'm gonna just say what scott said again like once god was out i was just like, oh wow where, where, where do we go from hey here? gary you ain't gotta kiss my ass nope. hey man we're all you right know, here, you know hey, you don't love, gotta kiss i gotta support it i gotta support it i only got two cheeks all right <laughs> <laughs> and scott and ross don't even get the town on it i, I, sw- right? I swear i swear i i know i told you guys i was sick but you don't have to carry the slack for me like this i mean i, I, I got enough cold meds that i can i can do my own Asking. Um, <laughs> no, no, seriously, it's, this tournament is just wow. Um, I can see there's one team that I was like, you know, they stepped up and it's Fale and Chase because you know, Fale is just coming back and yeah. getting mm-hmm. back to the, the tag league, so mm-hmm. and they've just been killing it, they've been running through the teams. So, I mean, if I had to pick, I, I'd say they might have a chance. You don't doubt, don't count Chase and Valley. Mm-hmm. I it's, yeah. it's yeah. very possible they have been having a damn good run, which it does kind of feel like justice for the fact that they have been kind of a, a quiet unit in Bullet Club for the past couple of years, and now they're finally they they're really starting to get some get some momentum behind them, and that's that's really great. I've, if we're making our if we're making our picks, I gotta that Naito Sonata versus Evil and Yujiro final feels uh just feels right i don't know uh the battle yeah. of the super exes you got Naito versus Yujiro you got Evil versus Sonata there's a there's a lot of history there there's a I lot don't of know, man I, I don't know i i i also see the one that kind of gave me a little nice surprise this year uh i i guess i shouldn't be too surprised is is the, the empire right mm-hmm. so you got mm-hmm. you got Hinata and um 
and Okan really making a, a strong statement, especially to a team that we just we just lost to. We mm-hmm. lost to to Sonata and and Naito, a team that these that the Empire uh, went over on that that beat. So, I right? Am I yeah. am I right on that? Let me double check on that. You might be. I uh, let me let me pull up the the table because uh, yeah, it does it does feel like the United Empire have been on a serious serious tear, uh, especially through this tournament. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, one second, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the Wikipedia. Yeah. I swear, I'm I'm, I'm almost there. Um, yeah, I, I think it was Sonata that beat uh, Sonata. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm looking. Looking right here, Okan and Hanari did get the win over uh, Sonata and Naito. That's that could be a big win as we get closer to the finals, as we get more into the spoiler space. And United Empire does they even even with Will Osprey in North America, he they have created a, a very sizable name for themselves between between Cobb and Okan's run through the G One, and then Okan and Hanari's run through World Tag League right now. There's right? there's a yeah, yeah. man. They are on a serious tear. They may, like even if they don't end up winning the World Tag League, I feel like it's going to do the same thing for them that the G one did for Jeff Cobb of just let people know yeah. that these guys are here to play. These guys are here to be serious. Yeah. Um, and oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, for sure. uh, turn up my audio just a little bit. Some folks in the chat are saying that I'm a little low. But uh, here's it, since we're talking about the United Empire. Uh, Will Osprey was supposed to debut for ML Major League Wrestling towards the uh, the end of December. It is now looking like those ha- those plans have been put on hold. It was originally announced that he wasn't appearing for them, but Osprey did get on Twitter saying that he is uh, he is still going to to debut for MLW at some point. When that is 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 unclear, uh, but it does sound like what's going on is uh, is uh, Osprey is probably prioritizing travel to Japan at the moment so that you can make that Wrestle Kingdom uh, uh, main event on January 5th. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if some of the MLW tapings were bumping up against when he would either have to leave or when he would already be gone. That's slight speculation on my part. I ha- it, 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 it works with the timeline, and especially since Osprey was so adamant that he will be debuting for MLW, it doesn't sound like there's an issue there. It just sounds like scheduling, just sounds like uh, uh, timing. But let's we we didn't really talk much about it when it got announced because it's just been such a busy fall. It was probably one of the weekends where like twelve people got released or something. But Osprey in MLW is an interesting prospect because MLW has recently opened up their uh, their ability to work with pretty much whoever. I mean, it, it, if Osprey's in there, you'll have Will Osprey from New Japan wrestling for MLW. You'll have Tajiri holding their, I believe, uh, middleweight championship. Tajiri has either their middleweight or their, their cruiserweight championship at the moment uh, from all Japan. And so they are, they're becoming even more of the, the forbidden door than really impact or, or AEW have been. I mean, they're really, it's, it seems like everything is open season over in major league wrestling. Scott, what do you kind of think of the, uh, the idea of Osprey MLW and just just this open door policy that they have now. Well, I have a couple of opinions on that. I mean, um, MLW is such an odd thing. It's such a, 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 a you know you, you can't really count on it for consistency on when it's on or who's mm-hmm. going to be there. So it does make it, it you know it's interesting to keep an eye on. But um, as far as Osprey goes, I mean, here's a guy who you know, is claiming to have ownership of the true heavyweight title of, of new Japan wrestling, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, like the biggest or one of the biggest companies in the world. And so, uh, you know, it's nice that he makes appearances for MLW and all, but I feel like his focus really needs to be back among the big promotion. I mean, where he, you know what I'm saying, Scott, right. I mean, it just seems like, you know, making these little one-shot appearances for MLW is is you know not where his focus should be. His focus should be squarely across the pond in Japan. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's got to make a name for himself, if, he, if and you know how big of a Will Osprey fan I am. I mean, he's got to go back there and cement himself as if as he claims the number one guy. And the only way he's going to do that is if he goes back to New Japan proper. And and do that, not to be, 
messing around with MLW or any of these other uh, promotions. That's just my opinion. Exactly, Scott. That's exactly. Now you bring you bring up a very good point because you say that Osprey needs to not needs to focus on New Japan proper in in over, across the ocean, but also. I don't. I feel like Strong should be a priority for Osprey at this point. You know what I mean? Like if he's gonna run around pretending to be the the real world champion, he can show up on on New Japan Strong. Still, he's still on NJPW World. He's still showing up in that New Japan ring. Um, I just I wonder if the past few months have kind of turned Osprey into just a guy. Like that's my big issue right now because he's like. Sometimes he's a heel, sometimes he's a face. Like on the Jericho cruise, he's it's it's all good time, buddy, buddy. And then when he's back home, he's you know Conor McGregor. It's getting a little bipolar for me. It's getting a little yes. back and forth. It's just too it's too right. pendulumy. You hit, uh, hit if you're gonna do that, might as well call yourself the good bad guy, Will Osprey. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna show up at Wrestle Kingdom with a mohawk now. Just wait, this is gonna be. <laughs> Oh man! I, yeah, I, I must. That, I must have a type. <laughs> I like those good guy, bad guys. You like? You like? You like that middle way, Scott? You like the middle yeah. line? Um, but Gary, Gary, what do you kind of think? Of, I'm a little oh, confused with that sometimes. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I'm confused with that sometimes because you know uh, he comes on social media and he throws this tantrum and he throws all all this like real heelish, like cocky, arrogant young um talented guy right he just throws all this information out and he's calling people out and then he goes and shows a whole different like side uh, you know this you know babyface side uh his friend passing away you know and of uh, uh, that sucks right yeah but like you don't need to show people that shit on social media like you go on a personal level and go do that shit on your own but like, what is it that you're telling us? What is it? Which 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 one of you are you showing us? You know, what? Which one should we believe? Which one? Which one are you? Who are you? Are you the kind guy or the the guy that that misses? Uh, I I I'm with you guys. I'm mm-hmm. just saying I'm missing. I'm, I'm with you guys because I'm confused too. This this. Bipolar Osprey. That's what he should be coughing on. It's it, Bipolar it, Osprey. It's just it. It's an inconsistency that I think needs to be addressed at some point. Because like, take like a good example is Jay White. When Jay White is in New Japan, he's Jay White. When Jay White's in Warrior Wrestling over in Chicago, he's still Jay White. Like there is no, mm-hmm. there is you. You're you're never gonna you're never gonna see him dip. And I, I feel like we've been seeing Osprey dip into the uh, into the babyface side of things. Oh. Just a little bit more than someone who's, you know, he's the top, he's going to be the top heel for Wrestle Kingdom. Shingo and Okada are going to be fighting to face Osprey. And so he, I feel like he needs to get that, that final boss vibe back that I think he's lost over the past, uh, over the past few months. I don't know, Gary, are we, what do you think? Are we just kind of rambling or is there some? No, I kind of agree because Osprey needs to get his priority straight, man. Mm-hmm. One, one, one time he's like, oh, I'm going to talk shit on Twitter and focus about the wrong things but he should be focusing on this main event with shingo and okada like get your priorities straight you're supposed to be the world champion but your priorities aren't straight you're not you're not focused you're not mentally preparing yourself for this you could go into wrestle kingdom with all the confidence and you could walk out with still lose mm-hmm. so i mean yeah no, no. I, you, I think you you hit the nail on your. On I the feel the frustration, you. Gary. I feel you all the <laughs> way over here. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel when I read his Twitter and shit. Ugh. Like he just he's just <laughs> on Twitter talking shit. Like man, come on. <laughs> and look, <laughs> that shit to me. We already got one guy who can do that. We don't need another. One, <laughs> <laughs> and my my thing is, if he's gonna talk shit, keep talking shit. It's the it's the back and forth. I I think as as many wrestlers can talk shit if they want, if they can. I don't plenty of people have tried to talk shit and it doesn't work out. But if if he wants to talk shit, talk shit. But he's just a little. It, I think Gary hit the nail on the head. His priorities are not clear right now, and uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping on the road to January 5th those clear up uh, a little bit because he's got January 5th. He's also asking for that Marafuji match, or it sounds like he's trying to get a Marafuji match for January 8th. And they've been going back and forth uh, on Twitter. But another another person who actually mentioned Marafuji for the Noah uh, uh, show on January 8th in Yokohama was Jay White, who. 
is also someone who, uh, well, we did mention that he's, I think, a much more consistent uh, uh, presence uh, in New Japan. He's been a little, he, 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 he lost the never open weight championship. He's got, he's got a long climb back to where he was January 5th of 2021 when he was in the main event against Kota Ibushi. He's, he's going to be taking on Christopher Daniels at Nemesis. And so he's still, he's still in the picture. It's not, uh, it's not like he's, he's disappeared or anything like that, but especially since he wasn't in the G1 and he hasn't really, he's, he's, and now that he's lost to Ishii, there is a, it does kind of feel like Jay White is, is a little rudderless uh, at the moment. I do kind of want to, I want to start with Gary on this because Gary's the switchblade guy. He is, uh, he, I always like to, I always like to go to him. When we're talking Jay White, but what do you think, Gary, that Jay White has to do to come back from the year that he's had? Because it's it's not been an easy 2021. Even if you're, I'm a Jay White fan. I he's not had an easy year. Um, I feel like he's another person that needs to like focus. Like mm-hmm. when he lost to Ishii, I mean, I feel like he shouldn't have lost. That's just me though, but. I guess that stipulation was like, oh yeah, she's gonna win this. But I think if this win when he beats Christopher, mm-hmm. I feel like he'll get like more of a more back to how he was. Mm-hmm. You know, we may can see that when he uh maybe after there, he could challenge something, get his mind back to where it was. You you do bring up a good point because he did he brought up that uh Christopher Daniels and him have history from back when he was uh, on his excursion in Ring of Honor after being a young lion. And I think between the loss to Ishii and this ability to kind of fight one of the ghosts from his past, that might light a fire under Jay White once again and get him back in the, get his head back in the game, so to speak. I see Scott nodding. What do you kind of think of, of the Jay White situation at the moment, the switchblade sitch? It's very similar to the Osprey situation, um, I think. Um, I think that, you know, he, him losing to Ishii was, uh, I think I was, I was surprised. I mean, Ishii's amazing, but I, I was very surprised. I thought for sure he would be carrying that title, returning, you know, definitely returning to Wrestle Kingdom to assert his dominance. Um, I, you know, he's another person I think, you know, I'd like to see back in New Japan proper, just, you know, just to see where his place really lies now. Um, what he thinks, you know, he is and where he is in the hierarchy and the reality when he steps foot back in Japan and is amongst his club again, you know, it's, it's going to be a real wake up call for him, I think, because, you know, he, uh, he just hasn't, you know, been there. He may think certain aspects, he's still the leader and whatnot, but, um, he needs to go back and assert his dominance if that's the case. Mm-hmm. So he's another one that he's been very successful again on the strong tours. And I love seeing him live and he could re- he could really make that his brand. Um, but I am, you know, a, a very curious storyline wise to see what happens when he sets back amongst his, uh, his other bullet club folks and sees, you know, where he really sits these days with everyone. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, I, can I say something? Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's funny that Scott said that because El Fantasmo was like talking about Jay. Like if he doesn't show up, then so I mean that's I don't know. I can't say if it's like a tease to something, but it <laughs> sounded like it is. Mm-hmm. And, it, I don't know, man. I feel like people once Jay comes back to Japan, I feel like you know his club mate's not gonna like take orders from him. I guess, I guess, gonna decide with you. Who knows at this point? You do, you do bring up a good point, Gary, because like, you know, there are there are sort of, I I still I am not uh, one of those people who believes there's gonna be a Bullet Club civil war anytime soon. But there are three distinct Bullet Clubs right now. You've got House mm-hmm. of Torture. You've got the Bullet Club OGs with Tama and T and and Fale and and Owens. And then you've got this kind of young gun bullet club that's over in Impact. You got ELP, you got Chris Bay, you got Hikuleo, and Jay White has kind of been a part of that. He's kind of been uh, a leader in that, but they have been really making their own name for themselves lately. And so I almost, I, om- I almost wonder if he's going to kind of be a man without a country in Bullet Club for a little bit. I, I think one of the groups can 
absorb him back in if need be, but it it does kind of leave him, like I said earlier, rudderless. He's a little, he's a little, uh, uh, he's 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 gotta he's gotta find his way back to the main event, and I I think he will. He got so much oh, yeah. so young yeah. that there is still so there's still a lot of time for him to 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 get back to to where he was. Sorry, and I think got- there's there's a lot of potential for um, a Jay White face run. I mean, I think that. You know, kind of a lone wolf. You know, if he gets rejected by Bullet Club, uh, he could be. You know, he gets the cheers. People, people uh, really enjoy him. So, you know, it would it might actually be an interesting thing for his character to see him kind of go off on a face run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, Gary. How do you feel about that? Because I know I feel like that's good. that's a great idea. I mean, Jay's yeah. been just running through this heel run. So I wouldn't be against a face run. That'd be really cool. People do love him. You see all the cheers he gets. Yes. Yes. So. And let's be real. He's not the, I mean, he's not the only almost baby face in Bullet Club right now. I mean, when Tama beat Okada, there were children crying in the stands. Uh, Owens, <laughs> Owens and Fale have not exactly become uh, hated in the past tag league. And if anything, they, they've become more mm-hmm. beloved. And so it does feel like that if, if Jay White wants to kind of embrace that, that, pun intended that evil side of him he can go to house of torture if he wants to be the leader of the next generation he can go to the young guns and if he wants to you know maybe soak up the adulation hang with the ogs i think he has he has a place there too he like i said he could be absorbed back into any of these sects of bullet club very easily but it's just a matter of him getting back to it and so uh while well, we're waiting for Thomas coming right back into the uh, the conversation in a second. He had some some Wi-Fi issues, but uh, it does it does feel like the road to Wrestle Kingdom is going to be is going to be a way to uh, uh, rehab a lot of people, for lack of a better term, because there are you know I don't know what's going on with guys like David Finley or Juice Robinson or some of the other folks that have been stuck over in North America for the the duration of a lot of this. And so it seems like Wrestle Kingdom's going to be a good time for guy, for your, your Jay Whites, your David Finleys, your, your Juice Robinsons, and hell, even your Will Ospreys to kind of get, get back into the, get their face back into the game, get their, get their head back into it, so to speak. Um, let's, uh, let's move on since we, I feel like we've, we've talked, we've talked Jay White and Will Ospreys futures to death. Uh, let's, let's move on to, uh. <laughs> Let's move on to some 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 slightly happier Bullet Club news. It does sound like, uh, with, at, despite the fact that there was a little hiccup with the the state of emergency or the the new restrictions being put in, it sounds like Kenta's return to Noah is now official. He will be at the uh, Budokan show on January first. The mat. It doesn't sound like the match is official yet, but it, they have confirmed that he's going to be able to make it. There are there's no you're, there's not going to be any hiccups, and and one of Noah's uh, uh, one of Noah's favorite sons is going to be back back in the ring uh, uh scott what do you what do you think of of kenta returning to noah before this yokohama show that new japan and, and noah are putting on on the eighth a kind of tease to it if you will i mean you know kenta coming home to noah is going to be a huge deal for them and i know like you know he's he's so popular over there so um i for one am looking forward to it to see the reaction um just to see how he performs you know i'm so used to his his persona as it is now with bullet club uh it'll be interesting to see like a different side of him mm-hmm. so i'm kind of i'm very much looking forward to it that you do bring up a, a I, I say this a lot you bring up a good point because uh with with kenta returning to noah as quite frankly a different wrestler than he was when he first came in uh, if if ishimori is involved on january 8th he's going to be returning to noah in a much different uh, style than he was when he left. Uh, he he. They've both kind of grounded themselves. They've become much more uh, brawlers as they've they've come to New Japan, and so it will be interesting to see. You know, it's not it's not Taiji Ishimori anymore. It's Bone Soldier. It's it's Kenta re- reborn. You know, it's these are these are new uh, new old faces, so to speak. So it should be it should be very interesting. Gary, what do you think of Kenta heading to the Budokan on January first? That is a personal homecoming for him. I feel like he's gonna kill it at like he always does. And my thing is like since he's like Noah mm-hmm. first and he's working in New Japan right now, like and they got this show on the eighth. What side could he 
Go with it. <laughs> you bring up a good point because the, the president yeah. of New Japan did mention at the press conference that it's not just going to be wrestler New Japan wrestlers facing NOAA wrestlers. It's also possible for New Japan wrestlers to team up with NOAA wrestlers if they want. And so it sounds like there, there aren't a lot of rules to who's on whose side on January 8th. It will be New Japan versus NOAA, but it's it, it sounds like it, the situation will be a little more fluid than just a straight-on you know battle for brand supremacy like we're used to from Survivor Series or... Or whatever. I mean, Tama, what do you, what do you kind of think of this this Noah involved? Because we we talked about the January eighth show on a previous episode, but this Kenta returning before uh, before getting able to kind of plant that Bullet Club flag in Noah for the first time. There hasn't been any Bullet Club members in Noah yet. Uh, what is that? How do you kind of feel about that? I don't know. Like half of me doesn't give a shit. And the <laughs> other half is like, that's fair. It's Noah. It's it, it's like. Uh, you're, you're, you and you and Okada and a few others are of that. We're just not haven't haven't really been paying attention. And if you at home haven't been paying attention to pro wrestling, Noah, we will be having a uh, a sort of catch up or a primer episode sometime after uh, Best of Super Juniors and World Tag League on this show as a way to kind of help everyone get up to date on who's who in Noah, who's uh, champions, who's all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I know that last week when I brought up some names, I was met with confusion in the Twitch chat. And so I, we'll definitely make sure <laughs> we'll definitely make sure to get everyone primed before January 8th. Even, even if you're, you're uh, just straightforward, all new Japan, you still want to know who's going to be there. Um, so let's, let's move on to uh, some more actually exciting New Japan news, a little, little, little room for speculation. It was announced that Katsuyori Shibata is going to be in attendance on January 15th. And he will, of, uh, he, or on December 15th, I'm sorry, on December 15th at the Tag League and Best of Super Juniors finals. And all he said is that he's got an announcement. He hasn't been very clear what that announcement is yet, but he apparently has something big. This coming after he wrestled at the uh, G1 finals uh, in a five-minute exhibition with Zack Sabre Jr. So let's wildly speculate about Katsuyori Shibata. Scott, what do you think the announcement is? Oh, he's coming back 100%. I mean, they teased it before, you know, it was a surprise when he came out and had that wonderful exhibition match. I was over over the moon. I was just so (laughs) happy. Um, This is like, you know, one of those wrestlers you think they're done. They're never going to wrestle again, like your Daniel Bryan's, your Edge's. And for him to come out and, you know, I, I was not emotionally prepared for when he went down a couple of years ago. I mean, he was one of my favorites. He's just, he's a tough son of a bitch and he's just, he's awesome. So I hope to God, yeah, I hope this is it. I hope he's recovered. He's coming back. And I, that's so, yes, that's what it is. He's coming back. He's coming back. All right. That fingers crossed. I hope you're right. What about, what about you, Gary? What do you think the announcement is? What do you think Shibata's announcement's going to be? Hopefully, I I hope he's coming back as well, because, I mean, you know, him and Goto were freaking amazing as a team. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that next year, maybe, hopefully. Or, or if he could get a match for Wrestle Kingdom, maybe. Who knows? It, anything's, I'm excited for that. <laughs> anything's very possible. Tama, what about you? What do you think the Shibata announcement's going to be? You think well, you, are, you, are you with Gary and Scott? Is he coming back? Or are you with the memers who think that he's going to say that dogs should vote? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, he's going to retire for the second time. Okay. A... <laughs> he's going to come, come in and say, I just want to thank you guys mm-hmm. for being with me while I retire again. Please. <laughs> Yeah, you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility because so much of Shibata's return hasn't been someone coming back to wrestling. It's very much been him like updating the fans. Like when he first showed up after the injury, it was simply just to take a bump and say, "Hey, I'm alive." And then uh, yeah. when and even I think he said, might have a, show, a match of this, this kingdom, man. That's what I think. 
It's very mm. po- it feels like he's coming back, or at the very least, maybe it's a final match, maybe it's a retirement match, or so, I don't know. But it uh, it wouldn't be out a of the final realm. Re- uh, second retirement match. Yeah, because it, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that sh- that Shibata has decided I need to at least get to the point where the fans know that I'm completely healthy before I retire, so that way there's not this like weight hanging over him. Because that's that's kind of been his point whenever he talks about coming back is it's about giving fans hope, it's about letting them know he's alive. It's always it's it always feels like more of a, a caretaker thing than an actual like I am I'm burning with fighting spirit and I'm ready to kick some ass. Uh, I don't get me wrong. I hope he I hope he shows up and he's like I'm ready to I'm ready to kick ass, take names and all that. But it based on the way he has been coming back slowly and gradually, I I could see it him just kind of being like All right, I'm healthy and now I'm gonna go continue to be healthy for the rest of my life since I've I've healed back up. Um, I. I'm with Scott and Gary. I hope he's coming back, but I I think Tama does bring up a good point. I, I mean, this you know he's he's his body's been through a lot. His body has been through quite a lot, and if he's going to keep training, folks, he needs to he needs to keep that head on his shoulders so that way he can he can give them notes <laughs> and he can figure out what what people need to uh, need to fix. But yeah, very excited for uh, Shibata Shibata's announcement, whatever it may be. Um, speaking of things that are just kind of up in the air, just very, uh, for lack of a better term, ethereal. Johnny Gargano's status in WWE, up. It, it, it seems like he's done. It seems like he's gone. It, it, from what I gathered in the, the fever haze that I watched uh, War Games, he was wearing attire that was everything that he'd ever worn in like the major takeover matches. He came out to Rebel Heart. He's been sharing office goodbye gifts from the show The Office on Twitter. It feels like Johnny Gargano is done on Tuesday. He said that he's going to have one announcement on Tuesday. Scott, uh, you watched War Games. You were uh, uh, more more with it than I was. I have caught up, but Scott was watching it live. He was watching it in the moment. What uh, What did you kind of get? It, hell, just from that entrance of him coming out to Rebel Heart in that gear, What what's kind of the vibe you're getting from Gargano? Yeah, the gear, first of all, his gear is always amazing. I mean, I'm a major comic book guy and I have been, you know, my whole life. So him coming out with that amalgam of his different costumes was phenomenal. Um, I'll tell you what, if they're working us, they're doing a great job because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched uh, 2.0, but I said, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. Ross is always tweeting about it. So I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, it could be Gargano's last show, you know, O'Reilly's wrapping up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. And um, yeah, I, I, it sure feels like he's on his way out. But um, I mean, you know, I was surprised, like, I thought maybe he would take the pin in the match. I didn't, I didn't expect that uh, he would do, they did a little statement after the show where he said, I'm going to, I'll be back on Tuesday to talk about stuff and I know O'Reilly's got a thing on Tuesday, so I don't know if they're just dragging me along, which, mm. you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but it, it feels like he's done. But then again... Yeah, no, there's it's like question mark, question mark. We know that he signed a, he signed a week... Uh, a, a week-long extension, which means that his contract is now up on December 10th. So that's in three mm-hmm. days. So that's Friday. Um, yeah. So it's it's possible he signs another one between now and then. It's possible he comes out in about an hour on NXT and says, hey, guys, I'm done. So long. Peace out. It's it's also entirely possible he comes out, flips everyone off, draws the AEW logo in the air, and just really <laughs> burns some bridges. Who knows? Uh, the, one, the one piece of evidence that does feel very... Um, real is the way that Tommaso Ciampa is handling this. He shared yes. a very flowery uh, Instagram post before War Games about if this is it, this is it, and thank you. And Ciampa's never struck me as the kind of guy who's like, um, um, for lack of a better term, I'm going to work the dirt sheets and, you know, throw mm-hmm. out some red herrings to, to make people think Johnny's going. Like, if it was Ciampa's career, I feel like red herrings are fair game, but this very much felt like a friend paying another friend uh, a bit of tribute before, before they go their separate ways. I... Again, it's entirely possible that Johnny Gargano resigns in like an hour, but we don't. It, we're we're speculating. There's a lot of question marks. Gary, what do you kind of think? We'll we'll get to O'Reilly as well in a second. But Gary, mm-hmm. what do you kind of think of this this Gargano situation? Because he's got a kid on the way. 
I feel like he really doesn't have much to accomplish left in NXT. I mean, he's been through it since, you know, day one. So, I mean, I feel like he could do what Adam Cole did since he signed that one-week extension, go the same route he did. But, I mean, I feel like not everyone has to go to AEW. I mean, like, I feel like Johnny could easily be helpful for New Japan. He could be in Best of Super Juniors. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for him. He'd, he'd also be a good good boost for the independent scene right now. I know that Jonathan Gresham is starting up that Terminus uh, wrestling promotion, but, like, that pure style feels very much up Johnny Gargano's road. Like, yes, he had... I, we can address the fact that he's become something of a meme in NXT for the looking at his hands and all of that. But at the end of the day, he's one of the most fluid wrestlers out there. I mean, he's just fantastic between the ropes. And so it does, it does feel like he could, he could show up in, in, in your MLWs or your, uh, your GCWs, hell showing up in, uh, in impact would also, I think do great things for him. There's a lot, there's a lot that I think Johnny Gargano uh, uh, could do. We will we will see. Like I said, he's gonna he's gonna address everyone in like an hour on the USA Network. Um, so while uh, while we're we're talking about the NXT folks and while we're talking about possibilities, Kyle O'Reilly had a much more I feel definitive statement on uh, Sunday at War Games. He him and him and uh, Von Wagner lost a, a shot at the NXT Tag Team Championships. If I'm not mistaken, it was a title match. And Von Wagner tried to betray Kyle O'Reilly, tried to turn on him, and Kyle got the best of it. He kind of one-upped him, beat him down, and threw up the Undisputed Era logo. So, I mean, I know I joked about Johnny Gargano drawing the AEW logo in the air, but, like, with Bobby Fish and Adam Cole already in AEW, that, uh, that Undisputed Era logo feels, feels significant, to put a, I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Uh, I, you know, it's funny. When he did that, I immediately thought, oh, wait, now they're acknowledging it? Maybe he's not leaving. Ah, that was, oh, that's what I thought. Because it was like, if he's if he's actually doing it and yeah. acknowledging it, I was like, shit, they're playing, you know, they're playing us up that he's not leaving. And then the fact that he has another match with the guy on Tuesday, which, I mean, certainly he could just put the guy over and leave, but I, it, I thought it was very interesting that he did the hands, the hand signals. It was very like, Oh, that's, that had to have been planned. Like they're now they're definitely, they're, they're trying to get those people like myself that want to watch the next step and see what happens to come back mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And then I'm, yeah, I'm going to watch it. So it, it's um, it's effective. You're not wrong, but you do bring I, you bring up a very interesting point because I had not thought of it as the oh they're acknowledging it so he must be must yeah, be staying. But that, that's such a that's such an interesting idea because like at the end of the day, AEW is never going to be able to do the undisputed era. They can't. The, the that's all trademark stuff. You can't. It's WWE's intellectual property. But if if WWE wanted to to counteract AEW having half the undisputed era with NXT having Roderick Strong as the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, and it was reported that Roderick Strong re-signed his contract earlier this year, so Roderick Strong is there to stay. Mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly can kind of be this rogue pro wrestling. You know, all my friends are gone. I've got nothing to lose. Kind of unhinged guy there's there's a lot of there's a lot of meat on that bone there's a lot to kind of chew on there gary what what do you think of scott's idea that this could just be they could just be working us and kyle o'reilly is is absolutely popping up on nxt for 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 good see i also think they're working us because i mean you don't just throw up the side and be like oh i'm gonna leave so i mean i think he's gotta stay like but you might be right there's such a sterile environment that like i can't believe they'd let the undisputed era stuff kind of slide you know what i like they you can cut the camera you can zoom in you can you can find a way to hide it but i mean they were it it and now to be fair i i have to lampshade this because this is also the argument people give for the montreal screw job of look at look at uh, I think it was either Razor uh, Scott Hall or X Pac who was like look at how they they got a tight shot of Brett they got a tight shot of Vince oh look Brett just spit on Vince make sure you get that in the shot like they are it is directed like something 
that felt in that felt intentional. It felt like part of the show. Uh, we now know through many interviews that it was likely not part of the show. It was very much uh, a, a betrayal of the highest order. But it does it it does add to that theory of maybe they're just maybe they're just working us. Maybe they're maybe Kyle O'Reilly is going to stick around for a while. I. I really don't know. He feel I I again everything I said about Gargano being a boost to the independent scene, everything Gary said about Gargano being a boost to NJPW and the best of Super Juniors, same is true about O'Reilly. I mean, especially with his history in New Japan, especially with his history of grappling, like him and him and Terminus, great stuff. Him in New Japan, him back in New Japan, especially now that he doesn't he's he's more of a single star than he used to be in New Japan. Like it, it felt like he was he was moving away he wasn't necessarily moving away from red dragon and bobby fish but he was he was ring of honor world champion he was starting to get some singles championships under his belt and so it's it's very possible that either o'reilly goes to new japan or as i'm seeing in the chat here maybe he makes his own group maybe we get the undisputed era 2.0 for nxt 2.0 i anything's possible in the wild world of wwe especially on nxt where it just does not feel like uh I'll just, I'm going to put this very bluntly. It's off the rails on that show. They have, they're, they're no track. They're just flying through the air without a net. Sometimes it's wild. Sometimes it's not wild, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely what it's definitely chaos. It's definitely a, a wild time. That logo is a, a, that logo is appropriate. It feel it like, it feels like that NXT logo of just all the colors thrown at the wall doesn't really matter the design you just got to throw them on the wall and make sure that they kind of kind of fit into the logo it's it's a loose show it's a very very loose show but nxt war games noted i did not say nxt takeover war games they've dropped the takeover branding is now nxt war games was a it was from what i like i said from what i saw through my fever haze was a, a very good show what i caught up on was also was also pretty good i'm still you know i'm still hesitant i'll be watching probably in 45 minutes if i'm not too busy um, but it should be, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting with Gargano, O'Reilly, so many, so many of the old school are, are on their way out. We know Roddy's still around. Ciampa doesn't seem as rudderless as Gargano and, uh, O'Reilly. So I feel like Ciampa might be sticking around, but it definitely feels, uh, like NXT is in a very transitional phase and we will, we will see where they go from there. Now, speaking of transitional phases uh, i feel like this is the best way to kind of jump into it scott you're wearing the hat we have to talk about it because this saturday uh december 11th the era of honor ends maybe we're not entirely sure final battle is going to be the last ring of honor show until they go on hiatus until april and when they come back in april it sounds like they will be a completely new company no contracts very open very indie vibe um, I am going to be very honest. I was optimistic at the beginning because, you know, hey, maybe they can work this out, especially if they're coming back with no contracts. Everything about N- our Ring of Honor programming right now has a very funereal vibe. It feels very elegic. It feels like feels like people know they're on their way out. People's social media presence feel like they know they're on their way out. If you look at uh, Josh Woods just made a, a debut for AEW, despite the fact that he's the current ROH pure champion. Jonathan Gresham is starting his own promotion. Ian Riccoboni is really following New Japan Strong closely. And so it just, it feels like everyone is finding, hell, even Caprice Coleman is returning to the ring. Like it, it feels like everyone is finding a life raft as Ring of Honor reshuffles things. Now, Scott, you, you've been, you've, you're a diehard Ring of Honor guy. I know you've been to plenty of shows. What is, what is the vibe that you're kind of getting as a longtime fan of Ring of Honor as we head towards Final Battle? It, it definitely more now feels like finality, like mm-hmm. the end of an era. Like when we first heard about it, we first talked about it. I was very optimistic and the same way and thought, oh, you know, it's, it's just temporary. They're going to reboot. They'll come back. Uh, but as time has gone on and the, the vignettes have come out and the matches yeah. have been made and, you know, to see the wrestlers talking about it, it's definitely now I'm definitely approaching it like, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big like farewell party. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely doesn't feel like there's any hint of anything coming back in April that would resemble what is currently happening. Um, so I am 
conflicted because I am super excited for the show itself. I'm mm-hmm. excited for the matchups to see the fans, but it's also, you know, I know when it's over that it, that's it, it's done. And it's something that I enjoy. And uh, I really think I, you know, I like, I like the unique aspect of it, but uh, it definitely feels like, you know, this, this is coming to a close. People are starting to move on. As you said, um, yeah, everyone's going to prosper where they go, but, but yeah, this, this is uh, yet another transition along with like, you were saying 2.0, mm-hmm. yeah, the old guard going out. Same thing with Ring of Honor here. Definitely. Yeah. What about you, Gary? What's the vibe you're kind of getting from the 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 mood around Ring of Honor? Because it's it's not just the programming. There is there is just a there's a tone. It feels like when even people in the company talk about it. Well, like I said before, I feel like Ring of Honor really needs this change. I feel mm-hmm. like they need this break to you know like regroup. You know, so I mean. I just hope it's not for nothing. Honestly, I hope there's like a reason for this long hiatus. So. Yeah, I I'm with you. It sounds like at best we're going to get a reboot of ring of honor at worst. It's just not coming back. Um, But it, it here's what I will say. Cause I know that even I have, have been talking about like, well, Josh Woods is, is on dark and, and all of these guys are working for other promotions. Hell bandito was in the main event of triple mania regia. Uh, this past Saturday, the last event that I watched in in full alertness. Um, and so it does, how do I put this? It does feel like if Ring of Honor is coming back the way that they said they're going to come back with no contracts and no exclusivity and it's just this open door, you know, if you if we have you for the tapings, great. If we don't, we'll get you next time. Then there's nothing to stop them from starting their own stuff outside and then coming back in April when everything comes back, if they, if they want to, like just because Jonathan Gresham is going to have a, his own promotion, it sounds like that isn't going to be the kind of thing that will be a conflict with ring of honor anymore. In fact, that was one of, it sounds like their big problems as they worked through the pandemic was they, it took them so long to start waving that exclusivity and letting the guys head out onto the, uh, onto the independent scene. I mean, yes, they, at the end of the day, they're in this position because they did the noble thing. They took care of their talent during the pandemic and they were running empty arena shows. And so they just, they were not making the money that they usually were. And so I understand having to, to, to regroup and it, if this is going to happen, it's the right reason for it to happen. They took care of the guys and they, you know, every, everyone has, it sounds like nothing but good things. Even if it is a funereal sad tone, it does seem like people are very grateful for this most uh, recent iteration of ring of honor. Um, the one thing that I just always uh, is stuck in the back of my head is the way that Joe Coff talked about it at the end of, uh, at once, once it was announced, cause he, he did an interview with, I can't remember the publication where he eventually said he gave credit to Cody Rhodes. He gave credit to the young bucks. He gave credit to AEW for recognizing a, a niche that Sinclair was not willing to bet on. And, and that does to me as someone, you know, I look, I don't have an MBA, but I watch a lot of succession and I know a few things about business. It doesn't feel like it feels like it, uh, more of a retreat than, hey, we're going to come back big. Because like if you're if you're going to really come back in April swinging for the fences, I feel like what I'd be saying is AEW recognized the niche and we're going to come back and, and serve that niche the way we probably should have been. But he kind of said it like he was seeding that spot to AEW like he was saying look they recognize something with all in that Sinclair wasn't able to and so to the victor go the spoils whether that whether that means just the number two spot whether that means the video library hell maybe Tony Khan shows up at final battle and is like hey just so you know I'm running things now it's there's anything's possible in this weird and wacky wrestling world that we're living in but I, I mean when we talk about Bandito is now with with AAA, basically he's he's with uh, the the AAA promotion down in in Mexico. He worked AAA Mania Reggie. It sounds like he might work some more dates. It's entirely possible that if Bandito does not lose to Jonathan Gresham on Saturday and is still Ring of Honor champion, he takes that belt down to Mexico, and we just we see it again. But Ring of Honor never sees it again because that's kind of the way. Mexican wrestling works. They got a lot, they got a lot of belts in Lucha Libre and uh, <laughs> what's one more, especially with the, the lineage of the ROH championship. I mean, same with 
Same with the pure division belt. Same with the ROH women's belt, which has been defended a lot on the independent scene. Shout out to Roxy. She's been carrying that division stellarly. Um, it, it just, it, it's, it's, it's such a, a, a good group of folks in ring of honor right now that it is, it does feel a little, a little tragic, but let's not, let's not end this on like a somber note. Let's talk about this final battle show, Scott. What yes. is the, what's the match that you're most excited for on Saturday? Wow. Um, okay. Well, personally for myself, the, the match that I'm most looking forward to is a battle of the two factions that I have followed the most and been a big fan of during this whole uh, time period. And they've never faced one another. So they're going to have a six man title match between Shane Taylor promotions mm. and uh, Vincent's the, uh, group, the righteous. Yeah. The righteous. And I mean, that to me is just a fitting culmination because I've been following both groups, cheering both groups, but they haven't faced one another. So now I'm like, I, I have to confront the fact that I, you know, I can't root for both. So I'm absolutely thrilled that that's getting uh, a match at final battle. And I, I'm overall, like the card is, is a lot of uh, great matchups with a real like final purpose. They're mm-hmm. not just throwing them out there. Um, you've got the Briscoes going for the tag titles one more time against uh, against the OG Kingdom. Yeah, I mean that's a... oh. Oh, sorry. I got you. You're muted for a little bit. Um, um, but yeah, uh, it's you know all all the matches are set up as as we were saying, like you know with final purpose in mind. Um, but for myself, it's definitely that six man. I think more than any. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that is going to be a wild match. Shane Taylor Promotions, Khan, Moses, and O'Shea Edwards taking on Vincent Bateman and Dutch. Uh, I'm sorry, Gary, I'm going to mute you for a second. Um, just, <laughs> Gary's phone keeps going off. Uh, but yeah, let me run down this card real quick because yeah. Scott brings up a very good point. It's it's a loaded card. I know we, we're all kind of doom and gloom about the prospects of Ring of Honor, and I feel like it is in a way... Uh, it's it's hurting a very uh, a very good show. Like I said, Bandito's gonna be facing Jonathan Gresham for the ROH World Championship. You have the the kind of lucha libre that has been taking over Ring of Honor over the past year, and the pure division that has been taking over Ring of Honor for the past year. And so it feels like those two those two divisions colliding in that main event. It's I don't want to say it's a good way to go out, but it's a good it's a good cliffhanger to leave us on. Whether it's Bandito. Yeah. I feel like it should be Gresham. Like I, I just feel like oh. it's Gresham's time. I feel like he's he's carried that that company throughout the pandemic, and uh, I just it, he I, he needs it. He needs Agreed. it so badly. Uh, the ROH Women's Championship will be on uh, the line as Roxy faces Willow Nightingale, which that's is it, fun. that's a great match because it's not this old versus new. It's just two yes. young guns ready to kick ass, take names, and prove that the ROH Women's Division has been pretty damn good shout out to maria canellis who has has been taking a pretty firm hand in in making sure that the roh women's division became something of substance even in this 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 trying time uh dalton castle will be uh in a singles match for the uh roh world television championship like we said there's the six-man tag title match there's a pure championship match between josh woods and brian johnson which again is kind of like the the roxy willow nightingale match of two people who are very much going to be the future of this company at some that, point. That is a, that is a definitely a dark horse on the uh, the uh, the card. That is going to be fantastic. Uh, those two going at it is is going to be great. Absolutely. Absolutely, especially with the the pure rules. Josh Woods, Brian Johnson, they're just, they're two vicious dudes, for lack of a better term. And so I'm very excited to see what they do together in a uh, in a pure championship match. Like you said. The uh, OG Kingdom, Taven and Bennett, be defending their Ring of Honor tag titles against the Briscoes. Kenny King taking on Shane Taylor and yeah. fight without honor. I, those... I forgot about that. Yeah, it's, it's a loaded card. I don't blame you. But that those two are going to kick ass. They're going to take names. It's going to be it's going to be brutal. Then you got uh, Eli Eason, Taylor Rust, and Tracy Williams taking on Violence Unlimited's Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deppen. It just sounds like a hell of a card. Gary, what's kind of popping out to you? on that card what's the match that you're kind of most looking forward to as we head into to final battle i gotta say bandito versus gresham i mean 
I've seen a lot of Bandito's matches when he was in New Japan at the time, but the mm-hmm. best of Super Juniors tournament. Yep. And then now I started to see more of Gresham's matches, like from Impact and then when he's on strong. So, I mean, those guys are literally going to tear their freaking house down. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. A, a, a real fun styles clash that one is going to be. Uh, I'm I'm very, very excited. Um but yeah, it's like I said, it's going to be December 11th. It's going to be on Fight TV. It's going to be on Honor Club, uh, which are kind of uh, the same, the same thing. It's going to be a, a it's going to be a fun show. So please don't don't let don't let cynics like me get to you <laughs> and poison the well before you go in for what is is going to be just a loaded loaded show. Ring of Honor has really. I mean, it's like it's like Jonathan Gresham kind of says they've been the foundation of the wrestling world since WCW shut down. I mean, without Ring of Honor, you don't really get impact. You don't really get, uh, uh, you know, your PWGs, your GCWs. Uh, hell, you don't get NXT without Ring of Honor. And so if this is the end and that is a big if because never uh, underestimate the wrestling uh, business's ability to come back without contracts uh it's always possible um like this is a this is a loose freewheeling business we're all independent contractors so it it's possible they come back but if this is it man it's a hell of a way it's a hell of a way to go out scott i i i, I want to take a little walk down memory lane what's like i know i know i said don't poison the well but what's like your big what's your big ring of honor memory what is what's what says ring of honor to you when you when you think of those three letters roh wow i mean for me going back to my first show um it's amazing to think like i this was six years ago it was my first show and if you look at the just the names top to bottom on this show like six years ago you had the entire undisputed era mm-hmm. first of all is on this show uh aj styles the young bucks um it you know it was also a new japan show because they used to collaborate with new japan so you had okada nakamura naito um you had guys like moose you had guys like elgin you had you know mainstays from ring of honor like um your you know uh ogk the kingdom mm-hmm. i mean it reopened my eyes to just the pure fun of wrestling you know it was a before that, I was I was stuck in like a, a WWE kind of just, you know, this is what I'm used to. But going there and experiencing Ring of Honor live and seeing that um, style and those, you know, just giving young people, the young wrestlers a chance. And it just, you know, it, it reignite, reignited the whole passion for wrestling that I had. So, yeah, it's bittersweet for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but they're going out with a bang and it's, it's, I'm so happy that they're, that, that they are. So absolutely, yeah. definitely, definitely a good place to leave us on. What about you, Gary? You think those three little letters R O H what, what comes to mind? What, what's your, your, your main ring of honor memory? Uh, I'd have to say when Joe and punk was wrestling at the time, I think that was, Ooh. yeah. I was like way back. Yeah, no, that's that's OG. That's, that's what brought me to watch Ring of Honor. Like, <laughs> yeah. Once I once I watched that match, I was like, oh shit, I gotta keep watching this. Mm-hmm. No, but that, I mean that era is so important, not just for Ring of Honor, but for all of wrestling. Like they're the guys that bring Kenta stateside. They're the guys that bring Misawa, Kobashi. They bring the Dragon Gate guys. And what was it, two thousand six for that blistering six man tag mm-hmm. match that uh, people still talk about to this day. Like uh, every. I think it's April. Every April, I see the gifts from that Dragon Gate six-man match from Ring of Honor. And it was so important to opening North American wrestling fans up to new styles, up to opening them up to uh, just a wealth of talent that weren't getting shown on WCW, weren't getting shown on WWE, that were getting just the dirt worst in TNA for a long time. I mean, some of those some of those guys suffered some real indignities over in the six-sided ring. And so it it... That era, I just, I think it, it's so important. It felt so special. It felt so big. Um, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna bring up Ring of Honor, I've had, I've had the opportunity to cover them uh, a couple times. I was at the Madison Square Garden show. The less said about that, the better. That's not how I want to think about Ring of Honor uh, <laughs> when, when we're going out. But I went to a taping in Chicago Ridge, and I want to say, 
2016. Don't quote me on that. It was it was still when the Young Bucks were there. It was still when uh, the Tempora Boys show and yo were down there on their excursion. They had it. They had an insane match. That was actually the first time I saw the Tempora Boys. That was the first time I saw show and yo was at the Chicago Ridge taping. It felt like it, it was four hours. It felt like an hour and a half. Like it just it surprisingly breezed by. Um, the fun. I, I'll, you know what? I'll even share this. The funniest part was where they, they let us in early because we're pressed. We had to get the badges and all that. And we're, we're in this little room doing interviews. And it becomes very apparent as more people gather that that's going to be the room where they're doing the creative uh, meeting before the taping. And so so they're just sort of like, do you guys, guys want to go? And we're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just hang out. And they're like, okay. And then they just sit there st- silently and they're like, no, no, you, you guys should probably go. We're having a creative <laughs> meeting. And so me and my buddy, we, just, we sneak out of the, it was like an arcade room or something, but that was, that, that's what I like to think of when it comes to Ring of Honor. Cause that was the point where they were, like I said, they were, they were a big deal. They were making that case for the number two, number three wrestling promotion in the world, but it was still, it was still so down home. Those like as a goofball like me almost ended up in the creative uh, meeting just because I was like, well, I was there. I would fly on the wall. Um, and it, it, I just, I remember the lot, like the meet and greet lines, even, you know, even in this, this trying time, their meet and greets always do amazing. Like they have a very loyal fan base, especially very. Matt, especially Matt Taven. Uh, Taven's got, got plenty of fans uh, shout out to the, the Taven crew. Uh, the <laughs> yes. crew. I don't know what their full name, I don't know what their full thing is, but I, I know he's got his, I know he's got his cult, um, yes. for lack of a better term. And I know that folks like that are going to follow this talent wherever they go, whether it be oh. AEW, whether it be Impact, whether it be Terminus, whether it be Ring of Honor again in April. Like they, they will, they will come back if they if they come back in April, they will come back to open arms. I'm um, I'm almost sure of it. Uh, well, we are coming up on just over an hour here. I got a text from Tama. His Wi-Fi is not coming back, so that we should just probably wrap it up now. I'm going to give you all of uh, Tama's information. You can find him at the good bad guy, Tama Tonga on Instagram at Tonga uh, at Tama underscore Tonga on Twitter. You can find all your podcast needs over at Tama's Island on Twitter and Instagram. If you had a real good time with us and you want to join us for a happy hour, some weekend, head on over to patreon.com backslash Tama's Island, subscribe to that Islander tier, and you can come hang out with us. We, we chop it up. We, uh, we talk, we talk, we trust me, we get even deeper than we do on the podcast over in the, uh, over in the happy hour. It gets real as hell. Scott and Gary can, uh, can attest to that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find us. And obviously you're watching right now. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash Thomas Island, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone in the chat that's been hanging out. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, also, thank you. We appreciate any way that you're listening to us, watching us. We got plenty of ways for you to see Thomas Island. Before we go, Scott, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Oh, sure. On the Twitter, you can find me at, at Scott Rand Flyers. Hell yeah, at Scott Rand Flyers on Twitter. And Gary, where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, for Twitter and Twitch, is switchblade underscore GT. Hell yeah. So head on over, follow them. They've got, they're here for a reason. They got plenty of good content over at those Twitter feeds, even if it's, even if it's just food or whatever. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes I'm, I'm as guilty of that as anyone. Sometimes it's just, here's what I'm eating. But uh, either way, I'm at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, at Ross Berman IV on Instagram. Go to rossberman.bandcamp for uh, all your music needs. I got a new album coming out in February. It's called I'm Your Lover Man. It's about the gospel of peace, love, and fucking it all up. It's a, a great, it's it, it's, it's fun. Enough. My last couple albums haven't been fun, so this one's going to be fun. <laughs> um, but if you had fun, we hope to see you next week. Uh, and if you didn't, I don't know. Send me a comment card. We'll figure out a way to help you have fun next week. But thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next Tuesday with uh, it should by then it will pretty much know what the Super Junior Tag League situation is. Uh, It will be just I believe. Yeah, it will be just before Shabbat's announcement. So we'll still have plenty of time to speculate, but we'll be back next week. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching and take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun Series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.